0: Hey, you just turned into the Spirit Ninja's Spiritual as F*** podcast, the show that aims to inspire, uplift, and questions everything. And now your hosts, Bart Riegel and Holly Emerson. So welcome, guys. We're so excited that you're here watching. If anyone's going to watch, who knows? We'll see.
1: (laughs) This is our first podcast. This is it. This Number is it. one, ground zero.
0: That's right. Spirit
1: the Sp- Ninja Podcast.
0: Spirit Ninjas Podcast. Yes. I'm excited about it. Yes. I've wanted to do this for how long now?
1: A very long time. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. A very long time. And for whatever reason, this or that, it just it didn't work out quite then. You know, we needed to get a little bit more equipment. Then mm-hmm. there were some parts that were back ordered. And then... And yeah, we, we were just everything. busy
1: doing other stuff too. Yeah. So if you don't know, we've we run meditation challenges and help people manifest the life of their dreams. And so we've been busy getting that going, building the tribe. Yeah, and this creative. was yeah, this was a component of it. And so now we're just getting to it now.
0: Yeah, it's exciting. So I'm super stoked because mm-hmm. I wanted to talk about this for such a long time. And it's just like I want to talk about spirituality. Because mm. as much as you know, it's great that Holly and I have each other. Like, we can actually talk about this stuff. But a lot of people don't. And for so long, I never had anyone to really talk to about it.
1: Yeah, we were like in the closet spiritual junkies. Yeah.
0: <laughs> totally. Totally. It was uh, it was no bueno. But yeah. now, now we're here and we want to build this community. We want to build the Spirit Ninja tribe. So that's what we've yeah, been doing. Exactly. And have these more in-depth kind of conversations. But, you know, something that I don't want. Is I don't want it to be stuffy and old. Yeah,
1: stuffy, and... serious, boring.
0: No, exactly. No. Because you know, like, there's so many like spiritual people that are just.
1: You know what the thing is with with spirituality is, there can be a lot of rules. You know, like to be spiritual, you have to be a certain way, and you can't be another way, which I think yeah. is a bunch of bullshit. And so I that's think... why this is the spiritual as fuck podcast. That's right. We're gonna have wine. That's right. Because you can have wine and be spiritual. Yeah,
0: exactly. You know, Yeah, you can ask the deeper and... questions and you don't have to be super serious about it.
1: No, it's you... a journey and it's about having fun. Spirituality can be fun too, so we really want this podcast to be fun and enjoyable. And we're just basically going to chat and you guys can be flies on the wall and listen to it. That's right. <laughs> yeah, and watch
0: us drink wine. <laughs> us if chat. you're on YouTube or Facebook video yeah. or yeah. anything else.
1: Otherwise, you'll just have to listen to it. That's right. So, rule number one, though, is you're always supposed to, like, oh. cut from the bottom. You know why you do that? Because it prevents the dripping.
0: There you go. Yeah, I've been doing it wrong for my entire life.
1: I think I tell you that every time you open a bottle of wine, too.
0: I was older now. What can I say? <laughs> it's okay.
1: It's not really that important. I feel like that's really close to my face.
0: Yeah. Careful. <laughs> Careful. So, I uh, guess we should probably introduce ourselves a little bit, hey? Yeah. So, Halls, do your thing. All right. Who are you? My
1: name is Holly, Holly Emerson, and I am from Calgary, Alberta, Canada, and most recently the last, I guess, eight years, I think it's eight years, I lived in Vancouver. Love Vancouver. I miss Vancouver because now we live in Palma de Mallorca in Spain, Um, but what's my story? I'm adopted. I was adopted when I was a couple months old. Thanks, sweetheart. And, um, you know, I struggled a lot with trying to fit in, trying to be accepted, feeling lovable, feeling loved. You know, for the longest time, I didn't actually think my parents loved me. Um, They did the best that they could, but it was just, you know, certain needs that they weren't able to meet. And so I kind of had all those childhood issues of, you know, A, being abandoned because I was adopted. And I didn't actually know that I had abandonment issues until Mm -hmm. my 30s. Um, So we can talk about that later. Um, what else? Grew up, I figure skated. I figure skated for like 17 years, which kind of made me be like sheltered because after school, I'd always just go figure skating and, you know, I wouldn't really have much of a life. And so after I graduated high school, I went a little crazy because I didn't skate anymore. And um, then got into... Oh, I was like super obsessed with like making money. <laughs> so that's why I got into real estate and mortgages because I wanted to make money and I would take um, like self-improvement classes and retreats. I went to T Harb Records. When T Harv Records like first kind of started, um, he had this company called Peak Potentials and I did his like warrior training boot camp and wizard and it was all about um, manifesting. So that was when I was 19 years old, I started doing that kind of stuff. And I thought, you know, Oh, I have this manifestation stuff nailed. And people would say, Oh my gosh, you're so young. And what I would have given to have this knowledge that you have now, you know, when I was your age, because my life would be totally different and your life is going to be amazing because you, you know, all these tools now to manifest the life of your dreams. Well, I actually didn't. <laughs> yeah, not I still, yeah. I did not. I intellectually did, you know, I could understand these concepts. I I read like Wayne Dyer. I read Deepak Chopra all through my 20s. I went to other various retreats and life mission type classes and courses. And oh, my God, I also went through like so many therapists and psychologists and counselors. Like I was always constantly working on myself, but I wasn't actually really getting anywhere. But I was because you have to go through those things to learn. I'm, am I rambling? No, let's keep going. Okay. Um, but yeah, like I said, I didn't actually have it all figured out. And it wasn't until I became like really miserable <laughs> because I was dating a guy who just didn't um, love me the way I wanted him to love me. And the relationship wasn't the relationship I wanted. But I was like so hell-bent on trying to get this relationship to be what I wanted it to be. Um It wasn't until then that I really started to go inward and do my own inner healing and take actual actions towards manifesting the life of my dreams and healing, not just cognitively knowing and understanding these theories. And so once I started actually taking action, once I started, you know, daily meditation practices and spiritual practices and implementing actual real change and action in my life, then my life really started to to change. And I should also mention I was in like $35,000 in debt. I was in my early 30s. And um, that's when I was in this toxic relationship. I was in a career that was a good career, but it just didn't feed my soul. And so, you know, even though I learned all these concepts when I was 19, 20 years old, they really didn't they didn't what's the right word like I I didn't actually embody it until my 30s until I started taking action behind everything that I had learned and so I was able to manifest abundance to pay off my debt like magically that was pretty crazy I'll tell you guys that story one day and um, was able to get out of the toxic relationship and then bart and i met and then i managed to also like double my salary (laughs) yeah (laughs) within a few months which was amazing and then we just had all this abundance and we were able to leave our nine to five jobs and now we are in spain bringing all this to you. We created spirit ninjas because it's a passion project. And that's why that's what's feeding our soul right now. That's what we left Canada and our careers for is because as much as I love my career, oops, I hit the microphone as much as I love my career. Um, it just wasn't feeding my soul. And I needed to do that. I needed to share what I've learned and these tools to manifest um, with the world. So people can live the life of their dreams and, mm-hmm. Be joyful and happy and have more love and peace and just yeah so I kind of rambled on so that's was was that okay was that really long
0: it's fine <laughs> it's fine okay so,
1: so how about you Bart yeah. <laughs> now that the podcast is over because I've yeah. talked for the entire time
0: no it, for me it was, I mean it was a very similar story you know it's interesting when you say that uh you know when you were 19 20 you were into like T.R. Becker and and like this idea of like you know you have to make money and
1: yeah, that's how they sold it.
0: Yeah, totally, totally. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's it's funny because uh, at that time, I remember I was uh, I started getting into like uh, Tony Robbins, like that was my jam.
1: Yeah, they were like all the same crew.
0: Yeah, so mm-hmm. I listened to like a, a lot of his programs, and it's like, oh, you know, I'm gonna go out there, and I'm gonna I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna gonna make a bunch of money, and uh, yeah. and I had this idea of like how life was supposed to flow and and be and um, and. You know, it was like a similar story. You know, everything that I like, I kept trying, you know, I I became uh, Mm self-employed, didn't quite work. I tried like another job, didn't quite work. I went back self-employed, didn't quite work. Like there was so many like little pieces and so many uh, like issues along the way that like everything that I I tried, it seemed like I was like walking through the mud. Mm -hmm. It, It felt like I just kept getting like dragged down. Mm-hmm. and I mean I I struggled with uh, a lot of like anxiety growing up like that wasn't really annoying uh, I struggled with relationships like for pretty much like my entire life until like, I met you um, there was just you know I finally reached a point where I was just so done I was just so tired mm-hmm. I was so tired because like no matter what I tried I just it, everything just sucked <laughs> and I remember like the, the one day when I finally gave up, I'm like, oh, screw it, I'm, I'm done. I'm done caring, I'm done struggling, I'm, I'm done, you know, trying to grab life by the horns and make it happen. you know and, and that, was the, that was pretty much the end of it. After that, everything just became easy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and it was, uh, it was really then that I like started embodying all these things that I've been learning and, and uh, reading for so many years, but I didn't get it. I didn't get it for such a long time. And then finally, I realized, you know what, we don't have to struggle.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think part of it for me in my 20s, why I wasn't manifesting the life that I truly wanted was I didn't have quite the right intention, like I wasn't totally in alignment with my heart at the end of the day, you know, like, when I think back to who I was when I was 19... And, you know, in my early 20s, like I wanted to make money because my idea of the the life I wanted to manifest was like me being super rich and just like <laughs> lazing around yeah. and doing nothing,
0: totally. you know,
1: but just not having to worry about money because I had lots of money. That was my idea of my dream life. Right. Yeah. But as I've grown up and as I've worked on myself, I've realized that my dream life actually is about filling my soul. So in a way that also is in service to other people and to the world. And I truly want to connect with millions of people and uplift Mm -hmm. millions of people so they can all live their soul's life purpose. There's, I think there's a difference between like my Holly life purpose and my soul life purpose. You know, there's like my brain, which is separate from my soul and my brain wants certain things, but my soul wants something else and needs something else. And so once I learned what it is that my soul needs and how to feed that soul, then my life unfolded in a very different way. Mm-hmm. You know, I think intention has everything to do with it.
0: Oh, I totally you know? agree.
1: And an alignment to your highest self. Mm-hmm. You know?
0: Exactly. You know, look at the, like the root of what it is that you're you're wanting and needing in, in your life you know, yeah, what's why? the reason behind it
1: what's the why
0: yeah so I'll tell you like mm-hmm. you know for me I wanted the same things like I wanted like a big house I wanted a big fast car you know all these things but it was it was for like selfish ego reasons mm-hmm. you know I'm actually you know in retrospect I'm pretty glad that it didn't happen back then because like I kind of would have been a douchebag <laughs> <laughs> i would have been yeah and I would have, still I would have
1: ultimately been a... wouldn't have been happy
0: no of course not you of know? course not i mean i wasn't yeah. happy you know pursuing it because it was just like such a grind every day like such a struggle and then yeah. i know that if, if i got that you know if i had the big car and all these things like that none of that would have given me happiness
1: no because i mean happiness happiness is a state of the mind at the end of the day you want joy and joy is a state of the soul Joy is Mm -hmm. so different. Joy, like if you just take a moment and close your eyes and like imagine happiness, like it, it, there's like this superficial kind of like surface, maybe surface kind of, it's like a surface emotion. Mm -hmm. But if you close your eyes and you feel joy or imagine what joy is, you feel it like I feel it more in my heart, in my soul. It's totally different.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's like, you know, you can, you can picture it. Like, for instance, you buy something fun, something that you've wanted for a really long time. And then there's that like sense of excitement, you know, it's like, oh, I really like this thing that Mm -hmm. I'm playing with. Mm -hmm. Right. So there's that. There's like that kind of like happiness. It is a lot more on the surface. But when you look at joy and like really drop into that feeling, it's it's like way deeper right yeah. it's like some so it's a totally different feeling it's joy
1: is like a state that always exists because it's it's like joy and love are the true state of your soul so you can be um like i know i've been really sad or grieving or you know some other quote-unquote like negative more down emotion but still i i felt joy inside
0: mm-hmm.
1: like for me i'm at a point in my life right now where joy just always exists within me yeah, like i'm absolutely. always just joyful whereas happiness happiness can be fleeting in the past it would be fleeting for me anyways like i'm not sure how oh, yeah. it might be for other people but that's just my experience around you know joy versus happiness and how that relates to intention and manifesting
0: mm-hmm. yeah it's uh it's the thought behind the thought yeah mm-hmm. i I, uh, I totally get what you're saying though like the uh Um, like the fleetingness. I remember like this is years ago. um, There was a, a period of time in my life where I was like on this like emotional high, you know, but it was a roller coaster because it was like super duper excited and like life's amazing and just like, oh my God, this like elated kind of feeling. And then the next day I'd be like, just crushed. And the day after that, I'd be like on cloud nine again, be like, Oh my God, life's amazing. Wow. And I remember that like, it was just such a, it was, it was a roller coaster and I hated the whole thing. Even the, like the times that I was like, quote unquote happy, I was still like, I was always fearful of the, the next time that I'd be crushed again. And that's the, the thing with like, I mean, we can define happiness in different ways, right? Like it doesn't have to be that way. But um, for me, it was absolutely that like, at the end of the day, I realized and like through that, that entire process that like, I don't even care. I don't even care that, I, that I'm happy or not. Like I just want deep eternal peace. I want like this peace underneath it all. And when I started focusing on that and I wanted that, not the, not like the super high, I didn't I didn't chase that anymore. All I wanted was just like a baseline, like just chill. I just want to be happy. I just want to have joy. That's when like everything was chill. Like I I, I can't say that I like experienced those highs anymore. No, that's not that's not true. I can, but there's like a detachment to it.
1: Hmm.
0: You know, it's like because underneath I'm just like, everything's cool, everything's chill, you know. I just I love life, I love you know the things that we have, the you know the friends that we have, the people mm-hmm. in our lives, like the things that that actually have meaning. Like I genuinely love those things, and I don't. You know, if I ever have a Ferrari one day, well, great. If I don't have a Ferrari one day, well, that's okay too. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. there's there's not not that like need anymore. There was like this like silly need underneath it, and I think uh, you know so much yeah. of it was just well, chasing I guess the wrong to, things.
1: Like- when you have those needs for external things, that's when you get like this emotional roller coaster that you're talking about. Oh god, yeah, you know, for but sure. when you have a need to connect with your soul or be with your soul, that's that's different. It is. You know, like that that's where the joy lies. It's not in external things. Like, yeah, I love shopping. I love things. I do. I like nice things. I like, I like material things. I do.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I'm not going to pretend that I don't, because we all do. But yeah. there's there's a different sense and feeling behind meeting your spiritual needs and internal needs versus the external. Which I think when you go for external needs being met before internal spiritual needs, um, whether it might not even be a thing, it might be um, acceptance or approval of others, you know, that's an external need. Um, Being loved by someone else, that's an external need. When you're focusing on obtaining those external needs, that's when you kind of can get trapped in this roller coaster of emotions that one day you're super high and super happy in the next
0: not you're so not much. because yeah, it's the exact opposite. Yeah,
1: because you're you're putting your happiness on something that you can't control, on something external from you when if you focus on internal happiness, internal joy, your inner world, your soul, connecting with your soul, that's just totally different. Yeah. You can't even you can't even compare. Of course. You know the the joy that you feel when When you connect inward.
0: Yeah. Now, here's a concept that I I think we have to cover, though, is uh, because I know I struggled with this when I was younger. It was like I had this idea that, you know, if I started embodying these principles that I was learning, these principles of, you know, spirituality and, you know, being grounded and all these things that I would have to sacrifice all those external things. You know, it was like what
1: external things did you think you had to sacrifice?
0: Well, everything. Like, you know Like you
1: couldn't drink wine?
0: (laughs) I you couldn't drink wine, you know, you couldn't swear, you couldn't you couldn't have a nice car. Mm. You couldn't have the nice things, you know, because like and that's actually something that I struggled with for for quite a while. It's like, well, in order to be spiritual, in order to have that like depth, I had to give up on like all the like all the things, all the stuff, all the material world. Because like there's I think there's like this prevailing kind of perception that goes around and people accept. I certainly did. And I know many people do that being spiritual means like martyrdom for those people that, you know, understand that word. um, It's like, it's, it's a giving up yourself, giving up the things that you want in order to be something bigger, you know? But the thing is that it's not like that at all and that's that was like the biggest keys to me like transforming and embodying these things because for every time that i thought i had to sacrifice something i didn't <laughs> you know for every time that uh i thought i was going to have to you know give up a bunch of money that i had to be poor all of these things it was the exact opposite so that whole idea is completely wrong and now I understand, and and I now when I read the same spiritual teachings that I read before, it makes sense. It's all in there. But you know, I don't know. Like somehow in society, we we have this idea that that's the way it is. Because look, look at all the people that have like been uplifting the world, like Eckhart Tolle,
1: mm-hmm.
0: like that guy's rich. <laughs> you know, does he yeah. care? No, no. You know, look at like Wayne Dyer. Wayne the Dyer, rest in peace.
1: Oprah, Deepak. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of them. I never, I never really had that same. I did. Yeah. I did. I, I think a lot of people, do I think it's also like an ego thing too,
0: mm-hmm.
1: because you're, you're, I think, I think the ego thing is like this underlying belief that says I can't help other people if I'm well off because then I'm selfish. Yeah. You know, I think that's what it is. I think it, it comes down to that societal programming of like, why, what prevents people from making money? you know, like oh, beliefs yeah. around like the filthy rich or like totally. like they got rich by greedy, stealing other people's money or all these negative connotations right that that go along with with having an abundant life. I look at it like a gas tank. like how can you how can you give if you don't have? you Absolutely. know like because i always I always this comes from like my like lessons around self-love, whereas like, I couldn't give love if I didn't have self-love. So it was like my gas tank for self-love at a certain point in my life was like empty. So how mm-hmm. could I give love or accept love if my own tank was empty? Right? Yeah. And it's kind of the same it, thing it with, is the same with thing. like abundance.
0: It is. It is the same thing. Like yeah. now I understand that like, uh, yes, like right now, you know, we're building, we're building this business, you know, yes, I absolutely believe we're going to be successful Mm-hmm. But it's only because that energy that's flowing into everything that we're doing, it's its to serve something greater, like a greater purpose. I know it sounds like, you know.
1: Sounds a little airy-fairy, doesn't it?
0: It kind of does. But, <laughs> but But it's true. But it's so true. I feel it. I feel it. You know, like, I, at the same time, like, as much as, um, uh, you know, back in the day, I used to have these, like, fears about... Um, you know, having money now, I know it's the exact opposite. It's the whole gas tank thing. Now I know if I have the resources in order to reach more people and, mm-hmm. you know, touch more lives and um, uplift, uplift people, like, yeah,
1: uplift that's what I souls. want.
0: That's what I want. So yeah, bring on the money, bring it on so we can, you know, hit up more people. <laughs> I'm down.
1: Inspire and uplift more people.
0: Totally. Yeah. Absolutely. That's yeah. what the world needs now. You know, we don't need to suffer. That's, that's what I want to talk about. Like this whole podcast, like I want to make sure that people understand and finally begin to believe that we don't have to suffer because we don't,
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, I know. There's, there's definitely mixed, um, ideas around that. You know, some people are Mm -hmm. like, you must suffer in order to move towards more love. Um, and other people are of the mindset of, well, you can suffer in order to move towards more love, or you could just move towards more love. So there's definitely mm-hmm. there's definitely different ways of looking at it. And I think whatever you believe is true.
0: Yeah. You know, okay. um, I mentioned that quote to you uh, earlier today from uh, Michael Beckwith. And he says, the pain pushes until the vision pulls. And I so believe that because you know, for most of my life up until, say, you know, five, six years ago, it was the pain that was pushing me. You know, I was trying to run away and escape from being poor, you know, it was like mm-hmm. pushing, you know, um, then like, I, I wanted to like escape my anxiety. So then I would actually like go through like all the spiritual stuff, just to like get away from all the anxiety and like depression and everything that I was feeling because I just I couldn't handle it anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like this pushing because I, I just couldn't handle my life. Everything was falling apart, whatever. But then it changed. And all of a sudden, it, there was no need to, like, there's no pain pushing me anymore. But there's something totally different that's now pulling me. That vision is pulling me. And it's wild. Like, the the difference in energy that has, like, come into my life now is just mind-boggling.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: like I'm so juiced like I get up every morning like ready to jump into my shoes because I'm like ready to take on the day yeah and, I know yeah and I haven't had that like it was <laughs> always uh, something like oh like, uh, someone's got a case of the Mondays
1: <laughs> like every day yeah Monday totally. to Friday totally.
0: yeah and I mean I was really good I was always really good at like putting on a smiling face but inside I was like dying <laughs>
1: it's so dramatic
0: no no but <laughs> no, i, I but deal it's with true. like a lot of I, I depression right. and, and yeah. anxiety and stuff like you can smile all day long but if you i know... think a lot
1: of people who have anxiety and depression are like that oh but, yeah right like they don't let people know that they're depressed or
0: totally you know, feeling... it's like a bad thing to say mm-hmm. it's like a dirty word it's like a shitty word <laughs> <laughs> you know nobody nobody wants to hear that
1: no 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 one wants to be a downer
0: no Look at that downer over there. Look at him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's true. It's true.
0: Yeah, but I, um, it, it's it's totally different now, you know. It, and I'm so I'm so grateful for everything that I've had and experienced in my life because it's it's brought me to this point. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I want to I want to share these teachings more than anything. I want to I want people to know. That there's a better way.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, there's a better way. There's different ways than what you currently might be doing. Um, and not to say that... That's definitely... Yeah, not to say that what you're doing is wrong.
0: Yeah, or no. that what we're doing is right. Yeah. If yeah. it resonates, great.
1: If not, then that's okay. You don't have to watch this. You don't have to listen to us. It's yeah. totally fine. Um, we're just sharing what worked in our life. Um, but I was going to say something about... Something. The... like. Going through tough points in life, because you were talking about um, the suffering. What was the quote again?
0: Uh, the pain pushes until the pain
1: pushes until, until the vision pulls. The vision pulls, right? And then just was thinking about, um, you know, how we were talking about. There's some people who believe that you have to go through suffering in order to transform, and then other people who who don't necessarily believe that. For me personally, I went through like depression. I had to hit a point in my life where I was like super unhappy um, in order for me to actually take action in my life. But now I feel like I'm at a place where challenges do come up. It's not that like my life is perfect or I'm perfect and I can figure everything out and I'm golden, but challenges come up. But you get to a place where you approach it from a different perspective, you know, like now I have a state of joy within me that I didn't have before. And that is just there.
0: Yeah. So
1: even in times when I'm down, but I'm not even really down like I used to be, but it's just, I just look at challenges differently. Oh You know, yeah. before I would look at, cha- at challenges as like me against the universe. Mm-hmm. But now I look at challenges as like, okay, the universe wants me to learn something. hmm Like... I'm experiencing um, stress or anxiety or annoyance or being pissed off or whatever it is. But I know that's not my normal state. And I know that it's not the universe trying to take something out on me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I know now that challenges are there to grow
0: mm-hmm. for
1: me to grow. You know, it's yeah. not it's not like, oh, my God, I have such bad luck. It's not yeah. like that at all. It's like, it's different. Yeah. Whereas before, so I think that's also, you know, when some people say, well, you can choose to struggle, you can choose not to, because it really is your perspective on it. Because yeah. I've just seen how my perspective has changed through struggles in my life.
0: Totally, totally. Mm-hmm. Now, I got to, I, I got I to gotta jump in here because as much as, you know, challenges and things uh come up they 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 do It's life they always will yeah but it's we're human it's totally different now Mm -hmm. though because like the solutions are always present presented there too like yeah it's not uh, like back in the day like i you know when i would come into a problem or when i was like dealing with stuff like i had no idea what the hell i was going to do like it was it was a struggle it was a grind and like i really had to grind it out to in order to get out of it like now I've learned that the more I let go and I trust the process, problem comes, solution comes like fairly quickly, and then off we go. And there's there's not that like that crazy struggle that I I had before, Mm -hmm. you know. So that's the thing, you know. For every time you think you're going to need to struggle and you're going to have to go through pain, you don't.
1: No, you know, it reminds me of this lesson I learned. From rock climbing, actually. Mm. This was a spiritual lesson that I learned from rock climbing. Um, believe it or not, I going used, deep I used with to rock, rock climb. And I remember there'd be so many times I'd be climbing and I'm stuck in this position on the rock. And it's just like, okay, either I'm going to fall, which I wouldn't get hurt because you're using a rope, um, but you. When you're in that state, your muscles are stressed, you're in pain, and you don't know where to put your leg or grab the next hold so you can keep climbing up the mountain. And I just remember every time it was always like, I'd always say, everything I need is here. Like, I just need to like breathe and calm down. I just need to like get centered. And I would find like the next hold for my hand or my foot so then I could keep climbing. And it was like, it just was such a metaphor for struggles in life. Yeah. Because in life, it gets like that you like tense up like you physically like your body gets all tense, your heart totally. rate's going pumping, and like you're sweating. And you're just like, Oh my god, I'm gonna die. <laughs> yeah. And, and so I've, I've learned that like, anytime life gives you a challenge, life gives you a challenge, but also gives you the answer to the challenge, you just have to like, Calm down, yeah. know that you have everything that you need, everything is always there for you, and then you can easily take the next step.
0: That's the thing. But it's like when you when you take that time to like go go in and calm yourself down and like go through some like lessons, or whatever, whatever you need at the time. Uh, like for me it's it's meditation. You know, when I deal with something, uh, I have to go into meditation because then the solution's always there. I can prolong it like it could be like 10 years for me to like figure out the answer or I could just take a day or two go into meditation you know calm down have some fun relax and the answer is there and it's done like this. That's that's the beauty of this this whole thing. That's the magic.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So, do you think that's probably good for a first podcast? I think that's like, pretty good. And I mean, I think people we have been listening a lot to us ramble for stuff a while. There. Yeah, I feel like my intro was this is me judging myself and being insecure about the intro of my really <laughs> crazy rambling story.
0: It's great, yeah.
1: But I, I think, think we should was... shut her down. <laughs> anyway, on that
0: note, yes. we're just gonna shut her down. So, guys, so
1: we thank will you. be back with more podcasts, more spiritual as fuck podcasts.
0: That's right. Exciting times for yeah. all of us ahead. I'm telling you.
1: So, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening, and yep. let us know. What you thought, any comments, questions, feedback?
0: I Love you long time, peeps. And Thanks for being we'll
1: here. Talk to you soon.
0: Cheers. Bye. Bye. Cheers. Thank you for listening to the Spirit Ninja Spiritual as Fuck Podcast. Make sure to tune in next time for more deep conversations to uplift, inspire, and blow your mind. Spiritual as